Hey, folks. Thank you for stopping by Kaiser's Castle. Uh, grab yourself a coffee, tea, soda, and adult libation. After the heady talk that, we, that Angel just had on his show, I can't beat the supernatural, but I can break it down with Angel on our thoughts on the new season of The Mandalorian. I think we're far enough along to talk about that. What do you think there, Angel? After this uh, week's episode, I am ready to spill the beans. See, I wanted to wait because I didn't want to like, you know, talk about it too much. Because remember I told you uh, when I thought this particular character was going to show up? And uh, was it, did I hit it on the head or what? Or what? Huh? Was I about right? Yeah, you banged that one out of the park. Of course you did. And uh, that was something that was amazing. I mean, I didn't... Now... Here's something a lot of folks don't know. Well, some folks do if they're if they're Star Trek heads, like me and Angel. And Angel Espino, my brother from another mother. And the thing that uh, I was impressed with was how they brought her on so strong, brother. Go in-depth on that, because that was one badass beginning. Well, here's why I was not shocked. And I'm going to reveal why I kind of thought this was going to be the episode... Where they would bring her in. The episode was directed by one Dave Filoni. Okay. Dave Filoni was uh, one of the uh, creators, if not the creator of the show The Clone Wars. The animated Star Wars show. He was the brains behind that show with George Lucas. He also was the creator of Asaka Tano. That's his brain child. That's his baby. And when I saw him directing this episode, I was like, wait a second. And then I heard that they were going to feature her as a cameo on a couple episodes, and they were casting Rosario Dawson. I was like, I know exactly when they're going to bring her in. So, and I wasn't being a scientist about that. I kind of like, I saw the writing on the wall, and it was very obvious. And Rosario Dawson is a Sakatano. My God, the way they brought her in was epic. I mean, I literally uh, had chills, okay, when I, when she comes in the very beginning, the lightsabers just ignite. I mean, this is like something straight out of the cartoons. And for anybody, this is, I'm talking about, this is a decade worth of, uh, of lore, okay? This is not something that, she just got created a year ago. No, this predates Disney buying Lucasfilms. This character was around for a decade now and is a fan favorite as any there is. Okay, this oh, is one true. of the... This is, uh, I mean, she's right up there and, and for everybody's like, well, Star Wars needed more females. Star Wars is never female enough. Listen, we had Sakatano, we had Princess Leia... Uh, you know, we've had Padme. We've had strong representation for women in Star Wars. Where the hell were y'all with all your gender politics, okay? And your social justice warrior stuff. There's been a lot of strong female representation in the movies and in the cartoons. And Asakatana was a great character. And funny enough, she was hated by a lot of the, uh, the, you know, I don't want to say the, the hardcore fans. But a lot of like the the always you know the type of fans that always have a problem with something, those kind of fans, uh, who are yeah. fans, but they always nitpick at every little thing. Oh, she's a goofy girl. Ah, I hate her. 
And then what happened was, after the first couple of seasons of the Clone Wars, what turned from hatred became adoration. Because, you know, the nerds who are like that, they forget about one little thing. Characters develop. And when you introduce the character, you have to sometimes let them develop. When you have a TV series, they get to develop for a longer period of time than a movie. A movie has an hour, two hours tops. A TV show has, you know, years, sometimes 20 episodes per season. And people were kind of quick to judge her and write her off. But over the years, she became a staple and a fan favorite. And when I heard they were going to bring her to life, at first it was a rumor, and I was like, oh, this could be bad. But then I heard Rosario Dawson's name, you know, tossed around, and I was like, well, that could be good. She's a great actress. I mean, I loved her in Clerks too. I've seen a lot of her work. She's been fantastic in just about everything I've seen her in. And uh, I have no issues with her whatsoever. Uh, I don't care about gender politics. I know she's a female, yada, yada, yada. Gina Carano, she's in there. She's fantastic. So obviously I'm not one of those uh, that cares about the whole gender politics, even though I do think they overdo it with, some of the stuff, uh, you know, especially with the alphabet community, a little bit too much of that is in your face, and it's a little bit in yeah. some of the TV shows. It's a little, a little much, but when it's done properly, it, it works. And here, it's a character which universally Star Wars nerds love, and the way it was subtle, but yet it was brilliantly captured in the beginning of the episode when she ignites the lightsabers in the darkness. That to the core of the fans made us almost cry because that is the way the character reacts to her movement was great her her mannerisms the voice the way she looked yeah some people had a couple of issues with some of the look you know it was a little tiny little things here and there but you go from animation to live action it's not going to be exactly the same but the way Rosario Dawson played her was perfect. If you're a fan of the cartoon, of the animation, you should not be complaining at all. Right now, you should almost be in, like, fan tears. That they're getting this show not only right, but it's connecting to the original series, and it's connecting to the prequels, and it really is doing what everything is, you know, in canon, is bringing everything together in a full circle, including... They name dropped a big character. I don't know if you caught this, Go on but they say. named they name dropped Admiral Thrawn. Yes, they did. Now hold on, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes. One of the, one of the unique things was people don't realize this: the actress who plays that was also the voice actress of her in the cartoon. No, 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 no. Different actress. Different oh, actress altogether. I thought, yeah, I thought yeah. It was the same it, one. The voice no, sounded no. identical. No, that's what I'm saying. That's how good Rosario Dawson was. Uh, then, then I stand corrected. But uh, there was a hat tip before we get to Thrawn, and this will take you back to Thrawn, too. Uh, did you notice, remember when she was bodyguarding that one princess or whatever she was, and she turned into an owl when she died? The princess right. did? And yep. that owl was always on her shoulder? When yep. when they're all walking through the, that that uh, moonlight, did you see the owl up on that tree? I saw that. Yeah, that was a bit of big hat tip to a bit of the fandom out there. 
And then, uh, yeah, go on. Uh, here's for people who don't know. Thrawn is like a bluish, greenish faced or skinned person who's an admiral uh-huh. in the Empire. Yep. And that that also ties in. Remember, they were on that massive ship with uh, the guy who has the dark saber. I never remember his name. It's so far um, he hasn't really developed himself. Yeah, it was in, uh, he's uh, the guy who was in Breaking Bad, uh, Moff uh, Midian. It's uh, Gideon, Moff Gideon. Yeah, Grand Moff uh, Gideon. Yeah. Yes. By the by the way, the actress who voiced uh, Sakatano in the uh, Clone Wars, uh, her name is Ashley Eckstein. And Ashley uh, would have been perfect if they would have cast her also. She actually did a um, a cosplay a few years ago as Asaka Tano, and she nailed it. She was perfect. And she does, but uh, I mean, when you see Rosario Dawson, I mean, my God, it's like the character came to life. I mean, she was, I mean, you, you couldn't tell the difference from the cartoon to Rosario Dawson. That's how good it was. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and then and then oh, that's another thing. When that was a little later, Thrawn was when she defeated the girl with the Mandalorian spear or with the uh, Beskar spear. Uh, Beskar right. is the only metal that can stop a lightsaber for folks that don't know. And right, and, it, and that was a good fight. And that actress is actually Bruce Lee's daughter, Shannon Lee. And, uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I can't remember her name. It's no. I don't think Shan- her last name is Lee. No. Uh, well, no, no. Shannon I, Lee is uh, Bruce Lee's daughter. Trust me. <laughs> I, I, I know. Uh, well, she might be married I, now, but her maiden name is Lee. I don't know. Uh, but she, the, the older woman, I'm talking about. So it could be. But uh, you know, the woman who was guarding that citadel or whatever they had. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Are you sure that's her? I'm gonna look that up real quick because that's a, yeah, that's I'm interesting. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I she's saw something she's done acting before, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I heard somebody say that that, that was his daughter, and because uh, I did check some of the stuff out to get some of the uh, nuggets on uh, online. So okay, it came from online. I could be wrong, but uh, I, I I'm looking at I'm looking at Shannon Lee's website now on IMDb. I don't see it on there. And we know you were just right about the other information. So we'll just shock it up as uh, shit happens on that one. How's that? Who knows? We'll see. (laughs) But uh, like I said, I got it off the internet. You know, the internet never lies, right? Yes. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But But his daughter was definitely Shannon Lee. I know that for a fact because he had two kids, Shannon and Brandon Lee. And I'm a Bruce Lee fanatic. So, you know, I kind of know that kind of info. Bruce and uh, uh, Brandon both died at, I think, the same age, wasn't it? Anyways, we're diverging. No, one was um, 29, the other one was 33, but go on. Okay, okay. A couple years Close. difference. Yeah, uh, they were both young. Yeah, that yes, was during the right. Crow film. Um, that but was anyways, correct, yes. um, uh, Oh, oh. So, that too. that woman was not, she worked as the spear like Cynthia Rothrock back in the day. And uh, it was not a foreign tool to her. And uh, that's the thing about character development. Like, like what's her name that they had playing uh, the lead in all, all the new Star Wars? Uh, oh, you know, uh, she Daisy, wasn't a Mary Daisy Ridley? Sue. Neither of them were. Yeah, Daisy I, Ridley. I, yeah, yeah I, I mind-dumped. My wife has, too. We mind-dumped the last uh, series. We hope they redo it. 
they can still have her, but they got a character developer. I mean, well, it was you know, just too here, rushed. Mary Sue. Here's the great thing about uh, something like the Mandalorian, though, and moving forward, they they actually have a chance here to erase from canon the sequel trilogy. And there's a yes. couple boys that can do that, and uh, I'll share that with you as soon as you continue your thought and you're done. But there's a couple ways, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, this is very possible. Yep, and I'll tell you another thing. Do you remember that ball-haired dude that was uh, one of the, huh, and he had the big, one? tall forehead? He was one of the council members of the Jedi. Remember, uh, he was to breed because his race was going extinct. So he had like seven women. Oh, man, and, uh, good times. I can't think of his name. Uh, uh, but he's the guy with the big big forehead. Uh, Samuel head. Jackson? Mace Windu? No, 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 no. Because he was bald big, and he had a big head. White guy. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, you, you're talking about Coyote Monday. That's it, Monday. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't my so shit away. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that leads credence to maybe Yadel and Yoda getting busy to make this little one. Which we also, I'm going to let you do the name reveal. And folks, it's been out for about a week now, or a couple days. So we're not spilling dish if you don't want to hear a spoiler. Uh, turn down your volume for about, uh, I'd say, what, 30 seconds maybe, Angel? Yeah, uh, well, uh, well, I'm a 32nd man for many reasons, but I'll give it to you a little bit quicker. The name is Grogu. 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 And that is now the official name of Baby Yoda. Yep, so he's Grogu. And uh, I loved how she said he's got an attachment to him, and she named not... uh, uh, Kurasan, which, or I can't remember. Uh, Kurasan, yeah, Kurasan. The, the uh, Kurasan, yeah. Uh, well, no, Mandalore is the planet. Mandalorians are the people. Uh, Kurasan is the city planet. Remember where the Jedi's temple was? Right, right, right. And the uh, prequels. Yeah. If you look yeah. up the the Mandalorian beginnings, the the uh-huh. um, first band of people, the the they look sort of like lizards. Or like the alien, just in in green color. Uh, not green. Um, shoot. And I'm thinking about the giants that, that were the first to adapt their ways. Um, starts with a T. Thro- the, the throne. I can't, anyways, I don't want to screw it up. Um, uh-huh. I'm trying to go by memory tonight. And not, I didn't write any of this shit down, and I should have. But the first creatures actually went to war on Coruscant. And then right. they moved out into the Outer Rim because that's where they started to settle. And uh, so that's why uh, in the Mandalorian Codex, they talk about uh, um, the, the dark, um, the, the two years of darkness where they had a volcano go off on Kurson and it pretty much dimmed the lights of the sun. For two years, and that made them, that gave them the advantage against the humans, which nobody knew where they came from, and then that explains how Mandalorians also had humans and these giants, you know, all these different places, and the Beskar, all these different uh, 
types of people becoming Mandalorians. Your thoughts? Well, I, I think you're confusing the planet. It was uh, I think that took place on planet Mandalore, not on Coruscant. Um, Mandalore's no, Mandalore one had... was Mandalore was where they settled after they had killed. That's where you get the uh, they had set up all their uh, Coruscants where the original Mandalore uh, Mandalorian uh, Mandalore the well, Mandalore was it was uh, remember Mandalore was a planet located in the Outer Rim territories. It was the homeworld of the Mandalorians. Uh, in the, their no, that's where, uh, that's where no, no, I'm looking. I'm settled. looking at this. Hold on, I'm looking at this directly on StarWars.com. I'll, I'll send you a link. I am looking at this on Star. Hold on, I'm looking. I'm, looking, I'm reading it off. I'm reading it off StarWars.com. Relax. There's no other more bigger source than this. It says here. Mandalore was a planet located on the Outer Rim territories. Yes. It was a homeworld of the Mandalorians, a fearsome and, war- and warmongering people who fought the Jedi yes. who raided their temple during the fall of the Old Republic. Uh, wearing distinctive armor, they were feared throughout the galaxy yes. and had political influence over 2,000 other star systems. Yes. Years of war left the planet inhospitable, Forcing Mandalorians right. to live within domed cities, a Dome specific structure. right, a specific uh, regiment came to power at the end of the the, uh, the wars, led by the Duchess Satine Craze. While yeah. uh, those who refused to give up their warrior ways were exiled to the moon of Concordia uh, uh, during the Clone Wars. Concordia. That's something where. That's it. See, it was in uh, the one you're talking about was Concordia. It in uh, see during the Clone Wars, the new Mandalorians were overthrown by the renegade Sith Lord Maul's Shadow Collective. Throw the yeah, galaxy yeah. to the Galactic Empire would rule the planet after the wars ended. So it wasn't yes. Coruscant; it was Concordia, the moon of Concordia. Yeah. That's where they well, went into exile. No, that's you're okay. You're going way too far. Into future, this was two thousand four hundred BBY. Well, well, this is going this right is, into uh, the Galactic Empire. I mean, this is going right to the the Shadow Collective, the Darth Maul, uh, into the Galactic Empire. So this is, goes right through the entire thing. I'm going to send you the link. I, I don't know, man. But I'll, I'll send you a link later. We can argue about this later, but this is with the original Mandalorians, not with. Well, no, 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 but I'm going directly with, uh, what's, it's on StarWars.com, no, so the, the, the other ones don't matter. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I, I've been on there, I've seen it, I've seen it, but anyways, we're not going to argue over this, because we always get into canon, and this is actually, like, you know, whatever, it is what it is, I'm not going to get into an argument over this, but anywho, my point is, uh, they sent, or she sent, I believe it's where Yoda uh, had the first uh, Star Wars, um, uh, not Star Wars, the first Jedi Knight, not Yoda, whoever it was who started the Jedi, where they started out. That 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 planet is where she told him to go to meet a Jedi. And so, some of your thoughts on it that might come up i.e. who you think this may turn around to be, which I think we're getting to where you wanted to go, uh, that may come to pass. Your thoughts on that one, and, and you can elucidate if you want, or we can keep that a secret until 
Uh, I think it'll be revealed not this season, but maybe next. Your thoughts? What do you? What well, you? What you mean? What I think it's going to come to pass? Do you mean like the uh, resetting of the sequels? Uh, yes, a little bit on that, but you know, with uh, now we know that he has to go to there to have a Jedi come when you know when he's ready or whatever. However, she's phrased ah. the phraseology she said to uh, the Mandalorian. And she well, said, here, here, yeah. here, here's where I think they're going to go with, uh, and I, I think it's going to be a little bit more simplistic than that. And I think the reason they name dropped uh, General or Admiral, sorry, not General, he went to Admiral training to be an Admiral, not a General, Admiral Thrawn. Uh, the reason I think they name dropped him was because. The Jedi, the, uh, remember it was, uh, the Jedi was the, the, the folks that took over after the Jedi, the original Jedi, uh, right. from Planet Jedi, uh, the originals, uh, when uh, they taught the ways of the Force, the Jedi, uh, which became the New Republic and so on and so forth, uh, for thousands of generations they were the keepers of peace in the galaxy. Now, Right. The reason the the Admiral Thrawn uh, gets name dropped, and it's a, I think they're going to keep it more simple than the entire backstory, is because the Jedi that eventually he has to seek out is also one that was around back then, who also was a little bit older, who also got trained a little bit older, but who also knew Grogu. And who was probably the one who put him in hiding because he was also being chased. And I'm talking about Ezra Bridget from Rebels. Yep. And the reason I bring that name up is because the last time we saw him, he was fighting Admiral Thrawn and the ship going at light speed. And that was the end of Rebels. Spoiler alert. And we haven't seen or heard of them, but now we know that Admiral Thrawn has been behind the Empire after the fall of Vader and, and Palpatine, right? With Palpatine still working behind the yep. scenes, as we found out later. But and, uh, Admiral Thrawn is playing a big part with Moff Gideon and everything else that's been going on. As far as the new uh, the new rise of uh, what's going on within the, the Empire since the new order is taken over uh, from the Empire... And Admiral Thrawn is a very vindictive and evil dude in the old canon and in the new canon. But the last time we saw him, he was fighting Ezra Bridget. So I'm thinking that he also has been in the search for the child, or Grogu. And Asakatano told uh, Din Djarin, or the Mandalorian, exactly where to go. And... I think it's going to be to meet Ezra, but they didn't want to name Ezra because that's a big reveal, probably by the end of the season. Right. That, well, that's what, that might be the cliffhanger for season uh, three or whatever. Yep, yep. Now, here's something uh, my son pointed out to me, and I looked at it, and it looked... You, you know they went to that one place, and you see the guy who was trying to... And, in the beginning, I'm like, okay, I know the Mandalorians had that mad scientist that was trying to hybrid 
Jedi powers into Mandalorians. You know, he even traded his daughter to do it. I can't think of his name. Um, I believe he, he's the one who helped create Dirge, if if memory serves, the uh, Mandalorian hunter. Um, okay. Now, my son said, Dad, look at the uh, the people that were in those cases in that building. And then once that dude popped up, the scientist dude that was trying to extract stuff from uh, metachlorins from uh, uh, Grogu. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, he pops up saying, you know, all of our tests have failed. And yep. then the, and then when you see the guy going, okay, do you have the uh, uh, transmitter put in his ship? Yep. But he said in those cases, it looks like, uh, oh, what's this uh, screwed name? Uh, Snoke. And I looked at it, and I'm like, you know, almost. And if that just could explain something that what you said about them resetting, I think that's a little bit of foreshadowing. Does that make sense to you or no? It, it is. Uh, it kind of is. Uh, but I, I think what they're trying to do with uh, with Grogu is I think they literally are trying to clone him and create an army of dark Jedis. And yeah, I believe that. Yeah, I think that's what they were, they were trying to do. And they were trying to, like, uh, take over the galaxy with dark Jedis. And Grogu, I do think, is the offspring of Yoda and Yaddle, which I think that will be revealed later, um, probably next season, maybe. Or, you know, that will be one of the big reveals maybe at the end of this season. Uh, but I think that there's more to the, to the little child than, you know, what meets the eye so far. Uh, and it's funny because, you know, he does look at Din Jarrus as like almost a fatherly figure. And, uh, that's one of the things that Sagatano yep. kind of hits at. Uh, that he looks at him like, you know, with his fatherly, uh, like, you know, mentality almost. So there's gonna be a tough, uh, you know, moving on if they do move on, which I don't think that's gonna be the case. I think we're gonna see the, the child with the Din Jarrus for maybe another season or two. Uh, if they continue the show further than that, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, as far as, you know, moving into further into the future, I think this is going to be a good example of how you, like, grow characters and you lead into other things. I know they're going to do a spinoff now with Zakatano. Um, she's going to get probably her own show. So, I mean, there's oh, a I, lot of, yeah. Uh, they could go a lot of ways. I, I, I here's how I, I'm going to give my prediction for the end show. Uh, I think that, uh, what's his name, will kidnap baby uh, Grogu, okay? And Grand uh, Morph uh, Tarkin? Grand Morph. Grand Gideon, Morph yeah. Uh, Gideon, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to get a hold of him. And then I like the foreshadowing of two marshals now, plus the guild head, the guy who runs the guild, um... Because, notice, this is Lawless Lands, and what was the first thing she said? Are you with the guild? And he said, yeah. yes. And that gives a bit of, okay, this guy knows the rules and will play by the rules, even though he was playing by his own rules. Uh, right. So, uh, I think he'll get together with the uh, 
female MMA woman. I can't think of her name Gina, in the Gina, show. Yeah, Gina, Gina Carano. Yeah, her name on the show yep. escapes me a little bit. Also, uh, I think that they definitely could be foreshadowing for like you know what's coming up next. I, I do think that the the way they're going to eventually kind of. Uh, do away with the sequels in in a sense and kind of erase them from canon. It's going to be through the uh, time travel portals. I think that's going to be eventually used somehow to save Grogu. Uh, and Ezra Bridget is uh, well aware of how to do this stuff also, which I think that's why they're going to bring him along. Uh, they haven't announced who they've cast yet, but, you know, Disney and Lucasfilms likes uh, to keep things in the wrap. Uh, for a while, I mean, they had Rosario Dawson on this role for months before she was even announced. So that's that's some awesome stuff, man. But I, I do yeah. think that one Marshall, uh, maybe even uh, Boba Fett, and then uh, Gina, and yeah. maybe the Guild leader, and who knows, maybe some of the Guild, or maybe he links up with some new Mandalorians, including Boba Fett. I do believe Boba Fett is going to show up, and we saw his face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, Boba Fett and that will definitely be showing up in the next probably two episodes. I think you're going to see a, a big uh, thing with Boba Fett. Uh, but here's the thing. Was that character Boba Fett that we saw, or was that another clone? Because remember, all the clones looked like Boba Fett. What? That's a now question. that's something to think about. That That is something to think about, because remember, there were uh, some of the clones helping out uh, during those cartoons also. Those, uh, Correct. Um, com- yes. So it could be, but um, I, I don't know, man. I just got a feeling that it's it, because the way he looked at him while he was carrying the armor, his armor, it was like, yeah, that's my shit, man. I'm coming to get it. You know what I'm saying? Well, that or maybe he was just like in that area and he hadn't seen somebody wear that armor in a long time. And he just was looking at him like, what the hell? This guy wears the armor of uh, the Mandalorians. And knowing the history of the Mandalorians, uh, maybe he was kind of like taken back. And maybe that wasn't. This is a rumor, by the way. I'm not starting this, but this is a rumor within fans right now going on that. Uh, this might not have been Boba Fett we witnessed. It might have been a clone that, uh, because, I mean, just because, uh, you know, the the Clone Wars ended doesn't mean there are not other clones out there that might have lived as long as Boba Fett and uh, aged about the same. Uh, so it could be another clone who's working with Boba Fett. Maybe they're working in tandem. Uh, maybe there's a group of them that have all, you know, gotten together. That would be neat if they do something like that because, you know, that one of the great things about the show, The Clone Wars, was like when the the clones got together and mind you, that show, they were all kind of good guys in a sense and there was a lot of growing experiences between them and stuff like uh, one of the episodes you had Clone 99 who was kind of like a deformed clone uh, from one of the field experiments and he became like uh, one of the, uh, the guys who would clean up after the clones uh, when they were like training and stuff and you know, they, back back then they didn't have numbers or they didn't have names; it just had numbers. So, uh, one of their uh, like squad leaders, one of the battalions, one of the episodes started giving each other names. Like one was heavy, one was Echo, different names like that, you know. And they were they were doing it to like give themselves individual kind of like faces and names and individualize each other a little bit, and that just be a number. 
And that was kind of interesting, the dynamic between the clones, because they all look and sound the same, but they all had different personalities. So uh, I would assume if years passed, that maybe there's a few of them that kind of like did the same kind of like uh, genetic, uh, you know, not perfection, but had the same kind of genetic manipulation done to them that Boba Fett had, where they could live normally a healthy life. And if you look at some of the older clones, uh, some of the older clones like had the, the chip removed, they actually kept them, uh, you know, like following the line of the empire. Uh, because they were chipped, ironically enough, for those of us who uh, might right. get chipped one day. Uh, they, you know, that's uh, one of the way they kept uh, them in line. And, uh, you know, they, they chipped themselves early on. So there's a good chance that they might have been one of the squad members that works with baby Boba Fett. Or it could just be Boba Fett. But that's a big rumor going around. Because remember, Boba Fett survived the Sarlacc pit. And oh, yeah. he he was very badly hurt. Even though he survived, even, you know, the lore is that he was injured and his, uh, his actual armor took a big dent. It, I mean, it took a big hit. And that armor didn't look like it was that badly messed up. So I'm thinking the one we actually saw on the show that it might have been like a replacement armor and, uh, maybe had several. Different armors that he had, uh, you know, later on. I mean, he just didn't have one. Because I don't wear the same clothes every day. I wear different stuff, you know, on, on a different basis. If not, it gets kind of stinky, right? Uh, even I, I'm sure Din Jarris on the show, who plays the Mandalorian, might have an armor or two. We don't see him go to the bathroom, take a crap, to eat, take a shower. We don't see that part of his life. We just see the, the main parts of his life. But I'm pretty sure at some point he takes that stuff up and off and does, you know, other things in private. He doesn't wear it 24-7. You know, let's get that straight. And I'm pretty sure he has other armor that he puts on, just like Boba Fett would. So there's a good chance maybe that's a clone that saw it and was like, what the hell? And he went to report back to Boba Fett. I think that would be really neat because maybe you can now show that Boba Fett align themselves with other clones who survived the purge and survived Order 66 and all bounded together as bounty hunters. Yeah, or, like I said, it, uh, my thought was on the guild, but you got my mind going in a different direction. What if? But think Boba about how big that would be. They'll be like, a, they could do like an entire, like, after the Clone Wars, the clones, you know, the bounty hunters, are, you know, based on the clones. Like, they could do an entire bounty hunter series with just oh, these they, clones. They could, they could but... Um, they kind of hat tipped it though in the first season when he fought the two, uh, I can't think of Bezisk or whatever they call them, the, the lizard right. people with the space yeah. shoots. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, but, um, getting back to the, sh- uh, that, that episode when they left, the way they left heavy with that, <laughs> with that, uh, armored speeder. Uh huh. And those and then those uh, speeder bikes following, bro. That was the most funny thing on how they jumped and, and landed on that speeder. And then uh, the speeder bikes as they're coming down the hill, man. The two of them instantly are hitting rocks, and it's like, yep. whoa! It, it was just and then the little canyon chase that was like. Uh, Two things. It, it was a combination of the uh, speeder race on Tatooine, yeah, and 
because the the excitement sometimes is within the chase. And then uh, the other one that was reminiscent was the canyons on the Death Star when they were going down the uh, canyons. And I'm just like, that was a good homage to both of those uh, epic, you know, scenes back in the day. Your thoughts? Oh, yeah, they do that a lot. I mean, I remember watching one of the episodes when they're doing, like, the trial run of uh, the clones. And uh, it's funny, like, the, the the actual program name, and I don't think a lot of people picked this up, but the name of the of the program, the simulation they were running for the clones in, in the Clone Wars was THX 1138. And unless you're a real big... First movie. Yeah. Right, unless you're a big George Lucas nerd, you would not pick that up. But if you're a fan, you'd be like, hey, wait a second. And uh, as soon as I saw that years ago, I was like, come on, really? That's awesome. But, yeah, they do that all the time. They always, like, drop, like, little Easter eggs and little nods here and there, which is really cool. I mean, it, it, again, this is for the diehards more than anything else, the, the big-time fans of the OG series and, you know, the creator himself. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, riff on for a couple seconds um, on how you think, because I, I want to hear you go a little deeper, because this, this is something I think we can flush out a little bit. I mean, I think we've talked to meat and bones of this thing, and it's been an epic season so far. I, I don't think I've not liked any of them so far. Well, even last season, there was not a show I didn't like. Yeah. But I do want to hear more on how you think because it, it does kind of make sense, but I just, just want to try to wrap my mind around and the listeners to wrap their mind around how exactly you think Boba Fett and the clones and, and, and how the spinoff, which I think it would be perfect, they could actually make an entire spinoff off this of just yeah. uh, bounty hunters, like you said, and, and uh, how you think that will roll into play. Riff on that. Bro. Well. Here's the, here's the thing. They're, they're, like I said, they're talking about doing a, uh, a Sakatano TV series. Uh, and they're also, we're talking about doing a Crimson, uh, Syndicate, uh, TV series at one point, or a, a streaming series, which was the idea of why they brought in, uh, Darth Maul at the end of the movie Solo. Because that was supposed to spin off into its own, uh, streaming service series called the, the Crime Syndicate. That was completely kind of pushed back because Solo bombed. Now, an idea would be if they would spin off, uh, like, uh, the clones having their own Bonnie Hunter series called Crime Syndicate, the Bonnie Hunters, or something, something similar to like that, where they were, like, going to the underbelly of the, the Gallic, the galactic, uh, dark world where, you know, Bonnie Hunters really uh, collect their, their main bounties, uh, across the, 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 the main galaxy where, you know, these planets are on, dealing with the crime syndicate and bringing back Darth Maul as the main player, which works with a lot of these, uh, bounty hunters, including, uh, maybe Boba Fett. You know, we know that, uh, Darth Maul is a really, really, um, well, he's a lucky survivor. Put it that way. He, he's been chopped in half. Uh, he's been presumably dead like what, like four times now. He's a survivor. He keeps right. coming back. So we know that Darth Maul can yeah. very well be alive and well, and still be doing some craziness. And I think that would be interesting if they bring him into this. 
as the main boss in uh, the, of the crime syndicate and have them deal with uh, the bounty hunters. And re- remember, bounty hunters are neither good or bad. They're, they're neutral. They take bounties, they do their job, and the Mandalorians are bounty hunters. Uh, a lot of them, like Din is a bounty hunter. Boba Fett was a bounty hunter. So this is something that they do. Uh, but along the way, they deal with a lot of different adversity. Now, I, w- I would like to see, personally, a show that actually reflects the bad guy's point of view. So That would be cool. Yeah, yeah because right now with The Mandalorian, we're seeing a, a, a guy who's a bounty hunter, but he had good intentions, okay, to do a lot of the things he does. Uh, even though he, you know, he, he kills, yeah, he does. Is not without yeah, that, sin, you know. He's not, but a lot of the stuff that he does, uh, like he saved baby uh, Grogu, right? He's he's done things that even the the rebels were like, we're going to give you a pass because you helped us out when you you know we needed the help, so we're not going to take you in, but we're not going to save you. They did like the Batman Begins thing, where like, yeah, we're not going to save you, but we're not going to arrest you. You remember Batman Begins when he tells that to uh, Liam Neeson's character, Ra's al Ghul? And uh, he like, just leaves the train and he's like, I'm not going to save you. I'm not going to kill you either, but you're on your own. Kind of like one of those. And that was kind of returning the favor for what uh, Din Jarrus, or not Jarrus, but what Din uh, had done uh, for you know the rebels when he uh, was able to help them out with the Mando, as they, they call him. Uh, what he had done to uh, in a few episodes before, so there, you know, there's that part of where he does good things. So deep down, he's a good guy. He's not. He's like more like a Han Solo type of character, where he, you know, he's a bounty hunter, has done some bad things, but in his core, he's not a bad dude. You know what I mean? And I think that's kind of where we're going down with him. But I really want to see a show where it deals with like. Just some bad dudes that are bounty hunters, and they're just like they're, they're, they're they hang out with a bad crowd. They they're bad people, and they have to face uh, people that are innocent and or some are willing to fight back. But it's seen from that point of view, and that's something I think that they, they could explore because Boba Fett is known to be more of a bad guy than a good guy. I mean, remember he worked with the Empire with Vader directly. Remember, so he's he's more geared towards working with the Empire, and he likes disintegrating people. Yes, and that's why he said no disintegrations. Uh, Yes. But no, I think you're right. I think another person they could bring, and it was the in-between era, uh, Prince Zizor from the Black Sun. You remember him? Vaguely, that's uh, man, yeah, that's uh, going into uh, legends. Yeah, 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 into legends. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, they brought they brought that action figure out too. And if you're gonna bring back Thrawn, if you're gonna bring back um, um, Darth Maul, or at least somebody akin to Darth Maul, right? It doesn't even yeah. have to be him, but just another uh, baddie that looks similar and you're uh-huh. going for that kind of look and dudes that look bad uh, and you're bringing back Thrawn, why not Zizor? Because Zizor was the guy who was building the ships through his mafia 
they were building the ships for the Empire, and they were even the main contractor for the Death Stars. I mean, so he was, could be the yeah, he could he could be on the uh, the the uh, spinoff show. I mean, he could be one of the main bad guys. Uh, a character like that, though, I would assume they they were if they would bring him into the new canon, it would be more for like a cinematic approach because he he would take up a lot of space to tell his backstory and oh, to do yeah, it justice, just, really. They could use him just for like, uh, let's say, Grand Moff Gideon if he doesn't die, uh, or right. whoever. Right? They're going to get their ships. And he's the guy, you know, he's, he's the, we have to go see the leader of the syndicate that builds our stuff. And, uh, you know, they head there, they get, they do the purchase order or whatever, shake hands. And so you have that aesthetic, just like what you said. It's like a, a cameo. It'd be like a cameo shot. You know, he, he, he could be in for a couple little etches and then he's no longer seen again. But yeah, I mean, if you're gonna fill it with bad dudes, man, fill it up with bad dudes, heavyweight. You know what I mean? Yeah, Bring but here's the problem with, uh, with with that though. I mean, if you're gonna start filling up with a, you know a lot of the uh, extended universe from the original canon or the the fan canon, as you know we love so much, uh, like that. I mean, Prince Zizor is a, a great character to bring in, but then you have to bring in the other elements of Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, I think, I think you can touch on it lightly. Uh, just a little fanomage where we have to go pick up, or no, they better yet, let's say they bring back, um, uh, we were just talking about him. Kayada Monday, Ezra Bridges. Spike Face, Spike Face. Oh, Darth Maul, Darth Maul. Yeah, if they're going to bring back a Darth Maul character. Spike Face. You have... That's yeah, good. yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't think of his name. Um, <laughs> if you're going to bring back him, then he could be told by Thrawn or whoever, whoever's going to be in this thing. Hey, go pick up new ships. He gets in his little quit and meets his team there. And I've got to go see the syndicate to make sure he gets the galactic credits or whatever the hell they're using. And he, and he drops off the coin and, and to have... Zizor going, ooh, the money is good, you know, and then that's that's it. You never see him again. So you don't really yeah. have to go deep, I don't think, into that. But, you know, you can hat tip the, um, Shadows the, of the entire Empire. thing. Yeah, yeah, I think fans will, like, collectively, like, piss their pants in, in glee if they ever show Zizor. Uh, I mean, I know I might just, uh, I'm going to bust the load. That's all I'm saying. For a big, tall, green dude. And it's not, that's saying a lot. Oh, yeah, man. That, I mean, <laughs> it's just, like I said, they've been throwing hat tips. I mean, look, they didn't uh, show the owl directly on her shoulder, but there it was overlooking them with just the right. moon. You know, I mean, so they're throwing, like you said, man, they throw Easter eggs out like it's flipping Easter every, every weekend. And yep. uh, you just got to look at it. And just like the thing with Snoke. I I thought my son was nutty about that, but in a way I don't. I I was looking at it and I'm like, so let's say they get just enough metachlorins for one more shot, and maybe that's how Snoke becomes Snoke. You know what I mean? Possible, yeah, possible. I mean, I do know that uh, when the Clone Wars, um, when they started the uh, the last season, which came out on uh, early this year, 
uh, I think maybe uh, last year, I can't remember. Uh, there was a connection between Darth Maul and, uh, and the Shadows of the Empire, so um, there was a connection there. So it's possible. I mean, I could see them exploring that further. I mean, it's, you know, anything is possible. Um, there's a lot of different names they could throw in there. I mean, once you start dealing with time travel also, I mean, you can look at anything from Darth Tyrannus to, you know, anything at that point. Uh, you can go any part, at any part in time. I don't think they're going to deal with that too much on this series, but I do think maybe on the Sakatano series you might see more of the time travel stuff. So Prince Zizor, I mean, all that stuff, the, the Black Sun, uh, you know, that, the Crime Syndicate, the Pine Syndicate, I mean, you know, the, all, all that stuff might, uh, you know, Come into play. I mean, the Crimson Dawn. I think it was the name of the crime syndicate, Crimson Dawn. Uh, yeah. I mean that that is possible. They, they they're going to bring that in at some point. I mean, I, when I saw that on on Solo, I was like, that is literally like the only cool thing of this movie is the Crimson Dawn. Everything else, garbage. Now, me and my wife rewatched, and this this will go out. And some people like it. Some people hate it. I'm, I didn't really hate Solo just because I read the books. I think they took a lot out of the books, and then they changed some of it too, which I didn't like. Yeah. But uh, um, but the interesting thing, uh, like like instead of being a pilot, like you know he was a Karelian pilot, you know for right. for the Empire, uh, they make him into a soldier on the ground. You know that was like yeah no that's not his backstory. You're fucking it up. Stop it. Uh, but. Hot Soto was like that. a Bonnie Hunter version of like the dude, man. Like he just, you know, he was a chick magnet. Yeah. He just, you know, like pilot. You know, he was like a smuggler, but kind of lazy. Hung around with his dog in a Winnebago like ship. You know, like yeah, like the dude on a Winnebago ship. Bigo. Like, the dude will handle that shit. But no, uh, exactly. I tell you, uh, that you just brought something to my mind when you were talking about that. It. um because this would be epic if they um oh, oh let me let me finish my last thought first uh my last thought was um that show where they showed the stealing of the death stars plans um I'm trying to think of it me and my wife rewatched it right before we watched the okay. Mandalorian this week um it's where at the end the planet dies basically uh it's a water planet but it's like a beach they got the little thing. They're shooting. Me, oh, uh, are you talking about resi- the Resistance uh, TV show? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it wasn't a TV show. It was uh, just that movie. It was a standalone. Oh, uh, you talking Star- about Rogue One? Rogue One. Rogue One, exactly. Yes. Yes. Yep. And uh, and make it quick, as we remember, we got to go at one. Speaking oh, of one, okay. <laughs> yeah. Are we are we burning that close? Anyways. Oh, it yeah, was yeah, as yeah. good a movie as both of us thought. Okay, with that being said, folks, hopefully you enjoyed some of this, and hopefully you guys enjoyed hearing us talk about Star Wars like a couple of geeks, like we are. Uh, thank you I for am. stopping by Kaiser's Castle. Grab your coffee, tea, soda, and adult libation as I slowly raise the drawbridge and you meander on out into the streets. God bless, be well, be safe. Talk about it. Time to play the game!